Hello everyone, today on Sasquatch and Tournament Reviews we are going to be reviewing the new Mutants film. Um, so Sasquatch, what were your thoughts on it? It was a lot better than the reviews said it would be. Yeah, so most of the reviews I read or watched on YouTube in the months prior showed terrible, terrible, terrible times when it was in production. It was delayed for years. Um, when when it came out, it was largely panned, and I think I remember seeing most people said it was the worst X-Men film that's ever been put to film. Um, I know you haven't seen all the X-Men films, but I don't think that's the case. Well, I've not seen any, well, most of the newer ones, to be fair. But all the reviews I'd heard was the film was just not great, so when I watched it, it was... I mean, it wasn't the most amazing film, but it was pretty decent. I would say that the... It was worth the watch. I don't know if I'd watch it again, though. I don't think I'd watch it again, but I like that I have seen it at least once. Yeah. The casting, I thought, was terrific. By and large. I think that was the issue, though. The casting was great. The acting was good, but there was just something about the film that was off. Yeah, I don't know if it was the the way they tried to do the horror, or if it was the way uh, the way the plot sort of holds them down into one place for the whole film. I don't know if that maybe is what stops the film from like really expanding, or maybe just the in the production of the whole film because it was so poorly executed in the background, maybe. Maybe they, maybe they changed a lot of the writing of it and just somehow made it worse. I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to judge, but it did seem to kind of stop points, so you didn't really follow up on anything, and it was just a bit. Don't know a bit. They could have done a lot more with it. It could have been better. Yeah. But it wasn't based on like the acting or anything, it was just the general film and how it's put together that could have done more with it. Yeah. Yeah. So approximate plot without it going into spoilers. Um girl who lives on a reservation. Um she's walking in the night, uh, by her dad who basically leads her out, it looks like there's an attack happening and they jump out of their caravan. Um, she runs into the woods. Next thing she knows, she's been taken away to some sort of medical facility where she's basically told that her dad was killed and her whole family, well, not family, her whole, um, I was going to say town, but it's not a town. Every, everyone everyone yeah. else in the reservation was killed, essentially. Um, and that she is, she basically finds out she's a mutant. I don't know if this is verging on the, on the spoilers. Well, this happens in the first five minutes of the film, so I think yeah, that's fine. So... And then the rest of the film... The rest of the film is discovering her powers and the plot evolving from then on. Well, it centres around the five kids. Yes, but it's her story, though. It's her... Yeah, she's, she's the main focus, but there isn't a lot of cast members in it, so once you get to that point, mm. that's your focus for the film. Yeah, so 
who was your favorite character? I don't know. I kind of like the chess woman. <laughs> Would that be Anna Taylor Joy because she was in uh, Queen's Gambit? Yes, I nickname everybody, so she is chess woman. And then there's the Stranger Things dude. I quite liked his character as well. That's Charlie Heaton. Now, is it the characters you liked, or is it the powers they had? I don't know if you can separate the powers from the the character. I think I like Stranger Things dude's power and his kind of attitude towards it. But I like the whole character and power of Chess One. Okay. What was your... Um... <clears throat> How would you describe his power? <laughs> I don't know. I might give away spoilers for this bit, sir. If we're, we might okay. warn that's spo you, spoilers that's you, are happening. That, that, that's you out of spoiler territory now. Yes. <laughs> so, um, it's kind of like a insane rocket. I was about to describe him as a rocket myself. Yeah. Rocket launcher. Yeah, the he, attitude he has towards it is he just doesn't stop. He just tries to master it so much, but he's just absolutely nuts. Yeah, I really did like the scene. I really, really did like the scene where you initially see his power and he's chained up to a large... Uh, boulder. Uh, yeah, a large <laughs> cement boulder in the middle of like this like area and he's just flying madly around it, like smashing into the ground. And then that's why you see him with the, the strapped up and like casts on and stuff like that because he's been injured so much by all this, all this training trying to master. It. Yeah, because he's every every scene he's in, he's always got something else wrong. So. Yeah, um, shall we describe a uh, chess woman's power? Chess, well, chess woman's power is just weird. I think that's why I like it. It's kind of out it, there, even I for think, X Men. Yeah, I think it might be one of the most, if not actually the most unique power I think has been shown in the films of the X Men, which is, which is why I'm like, I'm loath to even say this film's bad just because they showed it. It was so weird. It was odd. Um, how I described it, or how I would describe it, is that she can basically move into another dimension. Yeah. Now, the only dimension you see is hell, though. Or what looks like a hell. It wasn't hell, it was purgatory or limbo or something. It wasn't actually hell. Mm. Yeah, it, although it does look like it is a hellscape. It's like fire, brimstone. Well, yes. Um, I think she's like a interdimensional warrior. Yes, and her other part of the power... Her other part of the power is that she can... Her arm turns into a, a like an energy sword. Yeah, and the, the the armor all the way up as well. Yeah, yeah. So she gets like this armor, like her whole arm turns into like scale scale vest armor, almost all the way down until, and her hand turns into a sword. Um, did her eyes not go blue as well? Like big blue eyes. Yes, they did. Yes, um, that's probably just to show that oh she's in power mode or whatever. Well, my favorite part was our little puppet. Yeah, but that doesn't come in right to the end. So maybe to explain, she she talks to this wee puppet the whole time, and the puppet's meant to be like a little dragon, but it does. It's like a hand puppet. Yeah, it's a small hand puppet, and she talks to it, and you kind of think she might be a bit loopy. And plus, also, it is clear through the whole thing that she has been abused. Yeah, she's been as a abused, kid. and she's. And she does I don't act know if out. she's just very angry, or if she isn't quite right in the head the way they're trying to play it. Uh. 
Because sometimes yeah. it came across like they were trying to make her seem like she was nuts, and then other times they were making it seem like she's just kind of confused and angry and, I don't know, that she wasn't nuts. She was just kind of acting more on the kind of cookie side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. She, uh, I think they showed her acting out a lot throughout the whole film. Like, she's obviously um, angry. She... She's looked like the the reason that she was being kept around is she would have been an ideal assassin had they kept the project going, which was the ultimately what the facility was. Yeah. Remember, we're out of spoilers here, so yeah, we're um, allowed spoilers. Yeah, we're allowed, just, we're allowed to say spoilers now. Um, so yeah, the best bit is the dragon, the or a little puppet at the end. She seems to be able to make him into I think real life, or is that just real in the other dimension? But he's not real. But he is real in the, the our dimension by the end of the film. But I don't know if that was because she was on like full yeah. on power mode. But, yeah, but I'm wondering if no one else sees him. Which then that kind of plays in the thing, is she nuts or is she not? Yeah, like is she just seeing her... Well no uh, one commented on it. Yeah, is she just seeing her hand puppet? But then the hand puppet did look like it took a chunk out of the final boss of the whole film. If you remember. Because oh. it does fly off and attack it. But then is that also her imagination, or is that real? I don't know. That's why I'm saying, like... The... Are they just seeing the damages if she's done it, and only she can see them? Yeah. Um, the, the only thing I would say is I don't know if I'd approve of Anna Taylor-Joy's accent. Like, I don't really know if it was a very good Russian accent. It's probably just your stereotypical Hollywood, uh, you know, just speak in that dialect and just see what happens. Um, but other than that, I thought she was brilliant at that role. She was very good at acting as a stroppy teenager. Yeah. I think I did prefer her more in Queen's Gambit, though. She was amazing in that. Yeah. Is this just because it's only going to turn into a review of Queen's Gambit? It was a really good show. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I will steer clear. <laughs> Back to mutants. Yes. So that was, uh, that was our favourite... Definitely favourite power for me. No, that was my favourite combo. That wasn't my favourite power. Oh, was Rocketman your favourite power? No, my favourite power was the main girl. Ah. Yeah, okay. So we'll get get to that one, so... Yeah, well, the main girl's power is what drives the plot. Yeah, so on to, like, the next guy and his fire dude. Yeah. Do you remember... Do you remember X-Men 3? Like, way back, called the the X-Men 3, The the Last Stand. Yeah, The Last Stand. Yeah. And they all started talking about power levels for mutants. So, like... Uh... Yeah, because... Um, they, they started going, like, I'm a level 2 mutant, I'm a level 3 mutant, and, like, the f- um, the phoenix is a level 5. Yes. Or whatever. The, or, or, I don't, actually, I don't know if they actually give her a power level, but I assume 5 would she be She was the, the highest, I think. Yeah. Well, you're talking about someone, like, almost on that scale. Um, here. Cause, like, it didn't quite seem as oofy. <laughs> or maybe that's because they're all just breaking out since they're all just teenagers. Their powers haven't, like... Well, that I mean, formed with, completely. Yeah, but when you're talking about a power that, like, she didn't even know she had it, and it just, it just, it just happens around her. Like while she's in her sleep, she just causes chaos. If a facility trained to look and find for mutant powers couldn't extract it quickly, she could have just been off in the wild as a potentially bad mutant, causing utter chaos and killing other mutants on her own. Yeah, in the worst possible way. Yeah. Do you want to describe it? 
No, we're we're not we're saving her for the end. <laughs> we're saving we're, her for the end. Yeah, well, that's why I'm like once a fire did. We'll save her for the oh, end sorry. because she's the biggest one to talk about. Well, fire did's the worst one. Worst character. Well, I didn't. He was the only one I didn't recognize from the set of kids. Well, the main woman as well. I don't really know her. I thought I recognized her, but I looked up her IMDb. I don't recognize her in anything. I haven't watched anything she's been in. Yeah. She's just got generic, generic uh, face, I guess, for Hollywood. And that's where I'm recognizing her from. Um, but the the only things I remember about Fire Dude is that he's essentially the human torch. And at one point I described him as a beefcake. Yes, you did quite like him. <laughs> well, I didn't really like him. I mean, I didn't, obviously I didn't find him attractive. But like that's really all I thought of him in the film was he basically, his story arc is he found out that he can become uh, he's got fire powers when he scolded his girlfriend to death yeah when they were getting the fancy pants rich boy so he's they always have like the in like groups there's always like the rich kid the spoiled kid or something yeah so he's the the token one for that yeah one would have thought that for a film about um, uh, teenagers that you'd have a fat kid or something like that well for the amount they had to run that was probably why they Adapted that. Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah. But I did love how you came out with the beef cake and beef, the, the beef cake, rather. <laughs> but you just kind of, not not just describing how you looked, you just went, ooh, beef cake. Yeah, well, to be fair, it was the swimming pool scene. <laughs> and he does come out basically with, like, perfect six or and or eight pack. You know. Yes, but it was quite an amusing moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's the worst. He's the least interesting character, and I would say he's got the least interesting power, considering essentially that's what Johnny Storm is in the Fantastic Four. Well, that's like where you can do more with it as well, because I don't know if they were trying to play up the fact that they were teenagers, so they weren't X-Men, they weren't used to fighting and doing battles and whatnot mm-hmm. with it. So he had this most amazing power, right? Super strong and all this, but he was he was essentially just scared all the time. So he didn't want to do anything with it. He had to get coaxed out to fight and everything. So yeah, he does have one of the funniest bits in the film towards the end. Yes, <laughs> am I thinking of the right bit? And <laughs> he goes splat. Uh, yes, he goes splat. <laughs> it was really funny. I think it was more funny because of your reaction because you just laughed so much and I just had to laugh because you were laughing as well. Yeah, he goes complete pancake. Which yeah. was amazing. And we were like, is he dead? He must be dead. No, we were expecting him to be dead. Yeah. Um, so the last we're... character is Maisie Williams. The last, yeah, last... The last of the kids anyway. Um, I just felt they could have done more with her. I felt like she had... I... It's kind of hard to describe. I feel like she might have actually been the best acting in the film. But because they didn't do more with it, I don't know, she wasn't the most memorable character or your focus thing. She, well, she didn't have the best... She had really unusual power. Like, Well, I liked it. And I liked her backstory and everything, but because of everything else going on, you weren't focused on it. So, yeah. so it she, didn't seem that important. She plays a Scottish girl who can basically metamorph into a wolf. Her accent was pretty good, I thought. From, my, from what I remember, I think they both kind of liked how she did her accent. It was, yeah, it was fine. 
It was fine, but it, it again, it's probably like generic Hollywood Scottish accent well, number two. Yeah, it was. But um, the thing is, Maisie Williams is from Britain, so she will have met plenty of Scottish people and be able to put like you know. I'm pretty sure that accent is fine to do. Um, but she, in her backstory, she's claimed to be a witch by her village, I guess, or we town. It's our priest or. Well, they get a priest round who... No, she went to him. Ah, okay. Because she thought something was really wrong with her, so she went to him to show it, and then he literally branded her as a a witch. I don't know if you noticed this, right, but that guy was not dressed like a normal priest when you see the person it's meant to be. He's dressed like a Spanish inquisitor from, like, the 16th century. These people who'd, like, grab people, stick them on torture racks. Yeah. I don't even know what like time this was meant to be set in, but it's not. Well, it's modern, not, modern day. Yeah, but like, what year is it like meant to be like now, or was it ten years ago or whatnot? But it it almost seemed like their their sub stories were always like they didn't match up. There were different times. Yeah, well, I mean, you could maybe assume some of them have been in therapy or the in the institution a bit That's, more, a bit longer than others, but. Um, I got the feeling it was modern day partially because they would want to potentially use these characters in well, other films. Well, quite modern day because they'd all be wearing masks and whatnot. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, should we go through the plot a bit more then? So, um, well, we can explain the big wig's power now. Oh, should we maybe explain the, the one other actor in it? Although, one other main actor in it. The Yeah, the... the the Doctor. Leader. The Doctor. Woman. Yeah, so the Doctor is... Essentially, the Doctor is trying to... Well, she says that they're trying to basically train him to be X-Men, or, like, like filtering him out, or just trying to keep him safe until well, they're ready to rejoin society. I thought it was more like she was kind of in charge of helping them come to terms with their power so that they can then move on to the next place, which would then yeah. train them up or Us, Which the like kids them. thought might have been the X-Men. X-Men. Yeah. Like, um... Or at the very least, so that they could then leave and go join society again safely. Because yeah. clearly all, every single one of them, apart from maybe Maisie Williams, were would not be able to just go rejoin society. There was always something a bit suspicious about her. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, I would say she's also the worst, portr- the worst I don't know act if, I don't acting know if it's role. worst acting or just the way that they, the scenes were put together or something, but... The the five kids for the the main acting part, and she was just kind of thrown in here and there. Her acting wasn't that bad. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just, just generally she was, she don't was like a bit it. Meh. I liked her power though when it was revealed. She generates force fields, so she has a force. She makes a permanent force field around the entire facility, uh, which the kids cannot cross. But she's also able to like keep the kids away from each other when they're fighting. By forming energy shields between them. Putting them in bubbles. Putting them in bubbles. And that's actually how she could ultimately kill them if she wanted to. She could put them in a bubble and then crush the bubble down to suffocate them or crush them. See when she said that though, so part of the plot is that once they start to realise what um, main woman's power is... Yeah, Danielle. Danielle's power. She she starts talking about how she came from like a vet family and how she's been ordered now to put her to sleep essentially. So she connects her all up with these things. I don't know if that was her trying to be humane about it, or she could have just used her bubble and, like, splattered her. 
or sucked <laughs> the ear out or something. I don't know, but yeah, because she used it as a weapon before. But when she was actually trying to kill her, she was using all the injections and that. Yeah, but anyway, for, through the course of the plot, it's revealed that this isn't actually a school to um, help these kids as such. It's meant to be she's working for a higher power that is wanting to use these kids as like assassins, infiltrators, essentially like a black ops unit almost. So you wonder if it is for one of the bad X-Men or if it's for like the government, so the government using mutants against mutants or something. I personally got the feeling it was government, but I don't think there's anything in the film that suggests it one way or the other. It doesn't say like this could be Magneto's school or this could be, um, I don't know, the American school of... Evil. <laughs> the yeah, American the American school, school of evil. evil. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they... Yeah, so the, essentially the plot... The plot follows Danielle as the main character, where she doesn't know what her power is at first. Um, at the beginning, when she's running away from the camp, there, there's mention of an attack, and you see people get killed. Or you've seen the body of someone. In fact, is it the body of her dad? Is the it's body more, of her it's dad. It's more like explosions and stuff and then when they're running away. She thinks she's being chased because she can hear something. No, she runs away and hides first and when her dad goes, he gets thrown back and he's dead. Mm. And then she starts running away and she can hear something chasing her. Yeah. But when she gets to the hospital, they tell her it was a tornado that hit the camp. Yeah, which it definitely wasn't a tornado. But um, as she's there... Weird things start happening, and this is where the horror elements come in. So, essentially, her power, as I remember it, is that she basically can force everyone to relive their worst fear or nightmare. So, as an example, at one point in the film, um, the worst memory of uh, Charlie Heaton's character... um, is that he turned into a rocket whilst he was mining with his dad and he killed his dad along with loads of his crew. And he... The way the nightmare is presented is just at one point the lights go out and he suddenly, like it's almost like he opens his eyes and he's in the mines again, reliving that very moment. And then his dad and his the, the miners turn around and are like, why did you do it? Why did you do it, son? You know, so it's quite... Em- emotionally wrecking, anyway. I think that's the point that kind of comes back, because they're trying to do sort of a mind-bendy hoarder. Hoarder. Hoarder? I can't talk today. Hoarder. So, you know that way when they're playing mind tricks and they're trying to make you, like, is it real, is it not, are they there, what's happening? But then, like, the next scene, it's a different type of film. And then the next scene, they're taking it back to that. So they, it's like they haven't almost decided on what genre they want to be. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's difficult when you've got a cast of six characters, all five of them, well, five of them being kids, that to have a horror film where nobody really dies, especially in the main cast. Because, say, like an hour into the film, usually two people would maybe have been killed in gruesome, horrible ways, but the tone would always be the same. Well, we did see some people die. (laughs) At the very, very beginning. At the very, very beginning, and I suppose right towards the end. Yes. Yeah, but um, yeah, so she makes you relive your worst nightmares, so or, or your worst memories. So the problem is that she can't control it, 
at the beginning anyway, just so it's essentially like everyone within an area gets attacked by her worst. It's almost like when she's sleeping or when she's becoming unconscious or something, it gets let out. Yeah. So, uh, Charlie Heaton's character, he was, uh, got put into mines with his dad. Yeah. Um, fire dudes. Fire dude or beefcake. Or, yeah, Mr. Beefcake. Mr. Beefcake. Um, he, um, he basically relives the moment where he burned his uh, girlfriend alive. But that yeah, was pool. creepy because it was the burned girlfriend that just kind of emerges from the pool. Yeah, and chases after him. Um, but then yeah. you see him go on fire and it does look... It looks really, really painful. <laughs> like, it looks like it, he's... Although he can do it, it doesn't look... It, it looks like a, a hundred times worse than Wolverine p- bringing his claws out. And like ripping his skin open again. Although the, I quite like that. It's always the funny bits to do with him. So when he is on fire and everyone comes running, but they obviously don't see the the burnt girl, and then they just shove him using the I don't know the pool cleaner or something. They shove him yes. into the pool, which explodes and half the pool is then gone as the, he's kind of evaporated out. Yeah, that was a nice touch. That was a nice touch. I think I pointed out. I was like, oh look, the pool's like half down now. Um, <laughs> Steam room. <laughs> Steam room, yeah. Um, so that's his problem. Anna Taylor Joy's character, um, Magic, Magic was what she was called. She, her worst nightmare was that. I'm not really sure what her worst nightmare was. How, how would you it describe it? It was reliving the abuse. So they kind of commented the way they never actually outright say what it is, but essentially men were put in a room with her when she was a wee girl. Yeah, but the thing is, though, the way the men are brought back out into the real world, they're not men. But from a wee girl's perspective, they are what she would have seen. So from that... Twisted, anyway. Yeah, so from that, what... what, Essentially what you saw was it was a a person wearing a happy, smiley mask, but incredibly tall, long-fingered, looked like Slender Man, um, crossed with an alien. You know, like, really tall man. And then when they were actually like brought into the real world, so at first they're all, it's only the person's worst fear that can actually see them. But then when they're brought into the real world, everyone can see them, and yeah, they're like the, proper monsters at that point. Which they yeah. were really good monsters. They were really creepy, um, really really creepy. Uh, CGI was a bit all over the place with them. Sometimes it was great. Sometimes it was like really easy to tell. Like oh, that's just fake. Um, but, yeah, hers was, like, because because obviously it was the abuse, the scene in which you see where the abuse may have been occurring was horrible. And then when they come out, they're, like, the main antagonists that sort of forced the, forced the kids all together right at the end. Yeah. Um, it's, quite, it's quite heartbreaking because she's such a strong character. She's, well, she's quite violent through the whole film. But when it comes to that, she just freezes up and she just can't do anything because it is such a fear for her yeah Maisie Williams character we didn't actually finish it uh, she could turn into a wolf I think her village someone in her town or a priest seen this uh, the priest came round branded her a witch we didn't talk about this we didn't say the branding though I said literal branding so Did they, you? they branded her with a uh, W you're too distracted with Mr. Beefcake here. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. so they they branded her with a W for witch. Yeah, and which they then 
<laughs> in which. <laughs> in which. In which. They then, they then show the scene again. So, like, when her reliving her worst nightmare, she's in the shower. When uh, the priest just suddenly appears from around the corner, holding a brandishing stick again, and hits her in the neck with it. And then... And this is at the point where you're like, well, is it just a nightmare? These things can't be real. You're just seeing them. They're just, But then you realise, no, this is real because she runs through. As a, she turns into a wolf and runs away from that. And then everyone else finds her as a wolf and she then turns back into um, the sort of like slumps, slumps on the floor uh, showing this enormous brand on her neck where she's been branded yet again. Um, so that's when you realise like these things are real can hurt you. Um, shall we explain the bear? Shall we address the bear in the room? We, we definitely need to talk about the bear. I loved the bear. The bear was amazing. I was thinking it would have gone in so many other ways, though, with the bear. Yeah. You'll need to excuse me, but I can't really explain how the bear manifests. Because is that her worst nightmare? Is her worst nightmare so a at bear? The, at the very beginning, it talks about the main character saying her dad explains essentially like good and bad people that everybody has two bears inside of them so once oh, yes. once a good bear which is the white bear or the light bear or whatnot and then there's the the bad bear which is the dark bear or something yeah and whichever one comes out is whichever one you feed or something yeah similar. You, you feed how, how do you know which one will like prevail in the fight because they're constantly fighting these two bears and whichever one prevails is the one that you feed. Yes. So you're born with a tiny bear, and she wears a wee necklace to symbolise the wee tiny bear that mm-hmm. you're born with. And then depending on how much you feed it, and then it will grow. So the dark bear feeds off of all your fears and insecurities and anything bad you've done and whatnot. So when the doctor women's got them, the reason they get out of their bubbles is the bear, like, crashes through the wall yeah is that right yeah and it's this massive huge bear and they realize that it's her fear as the bear yeah her fear is this bear but the bear is also the one that attacks the the camp so it's not the tornado it was the bear attack that killed her dad um so i'm not sure where that bear came from because it all starts with that but then but then it's, it's that's the thing like what was she fearing I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Or what was it something happening in the camp and then because she was so scared of getting woken up in the middle of the night the bear just kind of exploded out and was happening at the same time. They never really explained it all. Unless this is it. While she's in the camp, she she's reached at that point in her uh you know, she's reached that age where the mutant power is now coming out. And this isn't her fear. She's projecting her power to someone else in the camp and revealing their fear, right? And their fear, say, might be the reservation blowing up and well, that starts happening. Do you remember explosions happening at the start? Because that's yeah, what yeah, remember there yeah. was explosions. So what I'm, what I'm wondering is if that's happened, then she's ran away. Uh, Not realising she's caused it and then her fear's kind of popped yeah, up. Yeah, her fear is then, like, thinking, is, is it an animal? Because does somebody mention an animal? Or does she just, or does she just think it's an animal? Well, do you not remember? I think I think the doctor kind of dismisses it first, but then when she's pressing her, she was like, "What were the footprints, or the the 
noises behind her. Maybe. But maybe she's then thinking it's that. And then maybe that's what... Because you never see the bear at the camp itself. No, I don't think so. So when she eventually slumps in the snow, she's like, it, like it convinced it's this bear. Or, sorry, convinced it's an well, animal. Convinced yeah, an she's animal. convinced something is after. Yeah. So maybe then... And I guess projected as a bear because that's what's at the beginning of the story. So maybe by the end, the reason that this this other bear comes or the bear comes in is that's what that is her fear because that's what she she thought she did to the camp. But maybe it wasn't her that did it to the camp initially. I always thought her kind of like Harry Potter here, but her fear was essentially fear, like feeding the wrong bear. Possibly, possibly. So maybe maybe it was her that killed the camp. There's a couple of ways you can look at it. Um, but anyway, yeah, so she she summons the bear to come attack them again. But by this point, she's unconscious. And she doesn't, like, know she, that yeah, she she's summoned she's doing, this bear. Yeah. So, the, <laughs> this is where you get the most gruesome death in the film. The, the bear grabs the doctor as she's about to kill them all with her force fields and rips her in two and eats part of her. Um disappears with her. That Does he releases... not eat most of her? Because I don't remember seeing any body bits. He eats most of her, yeah. There's a, I, I think there's they a find big pile her shoe at one point. There's a big pile of blood as well. Like a very, very big pool. I think I've just blocked that in my memory. She got, she, got, she got pretty mushed. But yeah, she she does mostly get eaten. But yeah, you know you know the point where she's dead because the, the force fields disappear. Yeah. That's where they run. But she's still unconscious and can't stop the bear. So that's when they run to the church, thinking the church will be a safe place. The church, church in the grounds. They run there thinking it will be a safe place. And that's when I think Maisie Williams stays with her. Well, that's one point I like, though, because, you know, depending on what film you're watching, there was five kids there, one's unconscious. They could have just left her and run for it. Or one stayed with her and while others were running away. So even, like, Mr. Fire did, he was meant to be the scaredy one. But he still, they still worked together to help. Yeah. Which was quite nice. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, they're in the church. They're in the church, and they're basically trying to defend her, trying to get her to wake up to help. I, I guess they think if they wake her up, that it will stop the bear. I think so. They, so they, I, I don't really know. The way they're playing it, it makes the sound if they wake her up, the bear will just kind of vanish in a puff of smoke or something. But then I was hoping it would go back to the start when they're talking about the two bears fighting. So I thought maybe her other power could be like she would turn into the light bear and then they could kind of fight until she kind of gets the dark bear back into the smaller bear. Yeah, possibly. Or but a wee it, baby bear. A wee baby bear. Oh, you would have been excited a wee baby bear. You imagine wee, uh, that. It's like this big massive bear terrifying and then turns into like a wee baby bear cub. She's like, aha, I have power over you now. Uh, that probably would have been better, if not more like easier to explain to the common audience member um, I just it would have tied in better to the story at the start because all they got from the story at the start is there's a big bear to be fair there were probably quite a lot of things that could have tied in better the whole way around well yeah considering how we're trying to like re-explain the the bear bit at the beginning and the bear bit at the end it's like they've they must have maybe had other scenes and then they've just taking them out for time or something? Well, they definitely did have other scenes because we just discovered that James McAvoy has got a credit for being Charles Xavier in this film. Now, as far as we can remember... He was he, not there. He doesn't appear. He's mentioned by name at one point. 
for uh, by one of the kids. But I don't think a mention by name gives you a credit. I don't think... Well, it could have been anything, Xavier. It doesn't have to be him. Well, exactly. But I don't think... Yeah, so does Patrick Stewart get a, well, get a nod in this it was, as well? It's not Xavier 1, it was Xavier 2, they said. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, they, uh, <laughs> the... The... Ultimately, they defeat the bear, but that's where you can see the powers uh, coming out as full. The rocket guy seems to at least be able to control it somewhat at this point. At least enough to hit a bear. A giant bear, like, towering over them. Yeah. Um, fire guy, he goes uh, he goes flame on. Well, he was coaxed out of hiding from behind a seat to go flame on. Oh, yeah, he was behind the pews, And then he got completely pancaked, which was yeah, that was so fun for me. It looked like, it did genuinely look like he got splat and just, like, killed completely. And because it's a horror film, you've seen other people die, and because also he had the least Least development, I'd say, of everyone. If he just got splatted, I'd be like, cool, they just killed him off. There was one bit about the fight scene, though, that just, it didn't add up. Like, so, Chess Woman is doing the big, she's the main fighter. She's the big epic battle scene with the big bear. And then at one point she falls over as if, or she's thrown, I can't quite remember, but she's thrown, and she hurts her ankle. So we all think it's, like, broken, and that's why she's out of the fight. Oh, that's a yeah. That's just a continuity error. But like, then at the end of the film, she's walking again, like she's just sprained an ankle. So is it like the typical sort of thing? The yeah. the girl sprains her ankle, and oh no, that's it, the end of the world. Yes, she has got easily the best fight so against the bear. Yeah. The uh, magic, the assassin woman, because she, you see her with her pet dragon, who, like, was her, who was a little puppet flying around, breathing fire on the bear, distracting the bear while she goes at it with her blade, bouncing in between dimensions as she does it. It does look really cool. And in a better film, maybe with more X-Men, could have been really, really fantastic. Well, that reminds me of the the fire did again. He has the kind of comic relief of the film. Even though he's like a really tragic story and stuff, but he has the, the funny parts. Because remember, he runs out, and if she's doing this intense battle scene by herself he's just like yeah i'm gonna marry her yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah they do suggest uh, quite they do suggest subtly then quite heavily that he does like her whether whether she likes him i don't know if that's quite as obvious but um but yeah they ultimately the she does wake up they do defeat the bear and then they they all decide that they're just gonna well they have to leave the facility now because it's like destroyed and obviously they now know that the it's some sort of evil setup there, and then that's when they head out into the, like back into civilization, and probably we'll never see those actors as those characters again. I I don't think we will. I think, I think considering how Disney, have only now agreed that Deadpool three is probably going to be R rated, and uh, like even Blade isn't going to be R-rated. I can't see these characters reappearing, at least not in another film with as much blood and guts in it. I'm still disappointed by the end though, because when she wakes up, she literally just walks up to the beer and says, "Calm down," and then the film ends. <laughs> it's not. It's not quite like calm down. Film over. Da 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 da. Oh, they could have done the white bear or a baby bear or like. Made them look slightly less evil. I think he goes a wee bit less smoky scary, but at the same time, she's just like, calm down yeah. there, bear. It's the, all fine The now. CGI of the bear was quite good, to be fair. Yeah, I like it. It looked like, 
it looked like she was fighting. She looked like she was fighting a bear mixed with a bloodborne or dark so dark souls monster. Even though you won't really know either of those, but that's the best way I can describe it. Sort of like sw swathed in like black tentacles every now and then, uh, or as if like she was coming out of a nightmare or a mist. Or as my description is, a giant big smoky bear. That does make it feel. That makes it seem like the bear might have been. It does make it seem like the bear might have been. Uh, maybe like actually made of, um, made of smoke rather than like have smoke tentacles over it. Well, because like it was a bear with bits added rather than I am a smoky bear. The smoky aura around it. Then how about that? Yes. Okay, I'll take that. Um, but yeah. It, I think the more we talk, the more we're like getting into the nitty gritty of what's not good about it. But ultimately, watching it, it was okay. I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to have went to the cinema to see a full price ticket. No. I mean, we can't go to the cinema anyway these days, anyway. Because no, the but pandemic, if but... we had gone, I mean, I don't think we would have said it was completely wasted. But you'd maybe grudge paying quite as much to see it. Yeah. But I would have like I would like to see some of the characters return. Um, but they probably won't. Uh, I think the the film was panned by everyone. I I don't think it deserves the panning it did get. No, but you can you see where they're maybe coming from. But we wouldn't say that it was as bad as they're making it out to be. Yeah. I mean, like if. If you're going like a, I don't really want to do pure number ratings here, but like for like these things. But if I were to, if I had to give it a number rate, I'd say five out of ten, bang in the middle is probably about where it is. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Some bits are really good. Oh, we we should do our own star rating: five turnips out of ten. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll get. I give it five turnips. How many Sasquatches do you give it? Well, I don't know. There was a big bear, so big Sasquatch. <laughs> One big Sasquatch. Um, I my favorite part was uh, my favorite part actually of this whole film was us talking about it afterwards and me saying, uh, "Imagine that giant bear with that teeny little tail on the backside that, of the that's bear." That's like my happy place. Thinking of a bear's tail, it's just so small for such big bears. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, this is been our sort of ramblings it's uh i can't really say it's not been anywhere near as structured as a long shot but i don't think you needed to be as structured for this one well the film wasn't that structured to be fair so our review uh, can't true. be <laughs> that's, that's true we're, we're putting as much effort into this review as they did into the film there we go <laughs> there we go and that's our review so uh thank you very much everyone for listening if you got this far um Please give us a like, follow us. Um, we will be taking some requests if you can get messages to us. Um, we already have one potentially in the works. Uh, so enjoy that review when it comes out. I have been Turnip. And I have seen Sasquatch. And I will talk to you in the next episode. <laughs> Thank you very much, everyone. I'll, Bye. I'll be more coherent in the next episode, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Don't worry, I've had the same problem. Right. Bye. Bye.